coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. See, when you are willing to step out, Jesus will meet you where you are. The two Marys followed a challenging commandment and they got to see Jesus before they finished. They were willing to take the first few steps. And because they were willing to take the first few steps, uh, they, but even before they finished following the command, they met the risen Savior. I say this time and time again, miracles come with instructions. All over the Bible, whenever there's a miracle performed, there are some instructions instructions that need to be followed. And the two Marys were told to go tell the disciples. Those instructions are not for God. The instructions are for us to understand and appreciate what is going on. If we're willing to take the first few steps, Jesus will meet you where you are before you get finished. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. I'm going to be reading the first through the 10th verse. Again, that is the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Uh, There are many translations of God's word. I am going to be reading from the New International Version. Uh, Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said, come and see the place where they lay. Then go and uh, quickly tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to celebrate a risen Savior, to study in your word. Lord God, we ask uh, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, 
Take everything out of me that is not like you. Allow this word to go forth and let your will be done in it. It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk about the toughest commandment. The toughest commandment. As I grow older, I stay in touch with the fact that I must make tough decisions. Uh, they're challenging because regardless of my emotional state, I have to see the situation through. Uh, there could be a lot going on with the perceived consequences of the decision. And so that means that I have to make some big choices in my life, even though I was scared out of my mind doing them. It's something I picked up when I was in high school. Uh, we had to pass a swimming class in order to graduate. And I decided at some point uh, that I was just going to have to jump off the deep end, whether I was scared or not. I couldn't wait for my fear to go away to stop acting. Uh, but I've made some big choices. Uh, deciding to go to college in Texas when I was raised in the Midwest. Uh, deciding to purchase a house for the first time. Uh, deciding to start a business. Deciding to get married. Uh, deciding to have children. All of those things are scary things on the surface because there's so many unknowns. But I went forward with them and my life is better for taking that leap of faith. We all have to face significant life decisions if we are not doing them already. Uh, I have friends and colleagues that have moved across state lines to take new jobs. Uh, there are people who have decided to go back to school. There are people who have decided to get married. There are people who have decided to get married again. There are people who have been faced with major medical decisions, deciding whether or not to participate uh, in a study or deciding whether or not to have a procedure done on them. Uh, there are people who have had to make the tough and scary decision to take a loved one off life support. Some have made the tough decision to go to therapy. And then once you go to therapy, there's the tough decision to stick with it and actually do the work. Uh, there are some who may have quit therapy and have decided to go back to therapy. Uh, some people have gotten the courage to speak up uh, to their boss about unfair treatment or to their apartment complex manager about unfair treatment. I know uh, some people may have decided to walk away from a stable, well-paying job in order to pursue their passion uh, or their calling. There are people who are navigating the tough decisions right now to live after losing a loved one. How do I go forward after losing a spouse or a parent or a child? Uh, some people choose uh, to run for public office uh, or take a 
dangerous job in public safety like that of a police officer or law enforcement officer or a firefighter. No matter the circumstances, life is full of making tough decisions and making those decisions while we are scared. I think we should be in more touch uh, in touch more with our emotions and not act like there are things that don't scare us. Fear is a natural human emotion. And the thing about it is uh, acting like we're not scared only usually makes the situation worse. And, and we come across tough decisions all the time. And even if we don't want to admit that there are scary things about it, there are. And if we don't want to admit it verbally, our body will give it away. But we have these decisions to make even when we are scared. And sometimes we may even be given orders while we are scared. And so we come across some people facing tough choices while they are scared in the scripture. We join the text on the morning of Christ's resurrection, looking at the two Marys, where the text says uh, that they hurried away from the tomb, verse 8, afraid yet filled with joy. Since it's uh, uh, this time and we're talking about a resurrection pa uh, passage, I, I would like to throw out my obligatory PSAs. Um, you know, the first obligatory PSA is that Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. That is nowhere in scripture. As some of the old seasoned saints would say, that ain't Bible. Nowhere does it list Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. And I would also like to point out that the first people to see the risen Savior were women. What is the gospel? Uh, I say this all the time. We, we recite an apostle's creed, right? That we believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day, he rose again. Who was there to see all of that go down? But the women. We have no Easter sermon without the women. Uh, and, and it's also usually my obligatory PSA to point out that even though Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John don't tell the resurrection word for word exactly like one another, because if you have four people watch the same event, you get four different descriptions of the story. Uh, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just meant different people watch from different perspectives. Neither uh, Mark nor Luke nor John mention the earthquake. In their narratives, the stone has already been rolled away before anybody arrives at the tomb. But the two Marys, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, as the text says, have gone to the tomb to take care of the body. And their routine has been interrupted by an event that changes the world. Do not be afraid is all over the Bible, but sometimes it is easier said than done. Why would they have been afraid? Well, there was a seal, a Roman seal placed on the tomb that that uh, the rule was if anyone broke the seal, of the Romans, they themselves would be broken. 
there were things that were put in place uh, that would have gotten them in trouble. And this was not the time for megachurch pastors and private jets and massive edifices. Uh, the, the disciples did not live lavish lives. As a matter of fact, they all died horribly for following Jesus. So there was no benefit to lying. There's a reason to be scared. But the two Marys pressed on anyway, met by an angel, and they did not allow their fear to let them freeze. I won't stand up here and tell you that it is easy to not fear. It is hard to not fear. I'll tell you that it's okay to fear, but don't freeze. Keep pressing forward. And that is what uh, the two Marys did. They pressed forward and their fear was replaced by a promise. In Matthew, the women are not only the first to witness the risen tomb, but they are also the first to, they also received the first appearance of the risen Christ. I say they, they did not, they were the first to see the empty tomb, rather, and they're the first to see the risen Christ. Uh, they were told when they saw the empty tomb to go tell the disciples. And because they went, even though they were scared, as verse 8 says, they hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. They met Jesus. See, when you are willing to step out, Jesus will meet you where you are. The two Marys found, followed a challenging commandment, and they got to see Jesus before they finished. They were willing to take the first few steps, and because they were willing to take the first few steps, uh, they but even before they finished following the command, they met the risen Savior. I say this time and time again, miracles come with instructions. All over the Bible, whenever there's a miracle performed, there are some instructions that need to be followed. And the two Marys were told to go tell the disciples. Those instructions are not for God. The instructions are for us to understand and appreciate what is going on. If we're willing to take the first few steps, Jesus will meet you where you are before you get finished. Uh, they are for us to understand and appreciate what is going on. And I like that the stone was rolled away as well. I, I, I like that the stone was rolled away, uh, not so that Jesus could get out, but so that the people could look in. You see, seeing the empty tomb is a step that helps the disciples understand what has happened. Seeing a risen Savior without an empty tomb leaves room for alternative explanations, such as they imagined it. But the empty tomb gives way for a more concrete understanding. Follow some instructions and see the empty tomb. Do not be afraid. We struggle with that. I struggle with that because we have so much that we are afraid of. 
We, we fear the deaths of loved ones. We fear serious illness. We fear not having enough money for retirement. We fear business failures. We fear climate change. We fear mass shootings, terrorism, criminal activity. We see so many threats to our well-being that we can hardly believe when we hear, fear not. But the words that Jesus and the angel spoke to these women on this resurrection morning are also meant for us. Do not be afraid, he says, for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he says. The very worst thing that could happen, the death of God's son on the cross. Why do you say that that is the worst thing that has happened? Yes, we take a cross and we put it on buildings and we put it on jewelry and, and we put it on t-shirts and advertise it. But that during that time was the effect of Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords being killed like a common criminal. But the worst thing that could happen, the death of God's son on the cross has been overcome by the resurrection. Darkness has been replaced by life and death has been replaced by new life. So then go quickly, says the angel, and tell the disciples, he is risen from the dead is, and is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. I, I like that he says Galilee. Let's go back to where it started. I know we all left Jesus high and dry at the cross, but here's an opportunity to start over. Here's an opportunity to start over again. And the angels promises that Jesus is going ahead of us. Jesus is always going ahead of us. We do not need to fear the future or freeze about the future because Jesus is in it. He calls us forward and promises to meet us in what lies ahead. We just have to be willing to take those initial steps. Fear not, because we have a risen Lord who has overcome anything that can hurt or destroy us. Because Jesus has been raised, we do not have to be afraid. The earth shook, the stone rolled away, and the tomb is empty. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy and I hear his voice of cheer and just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives salvation to impart. And you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for this opportunity to gather in your word. I ask a blessing upon this message and those who receive it. 
Let it be a seed that is planted in good soil and, and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold, that those who desire to know Christ Jesus and the pardon of their sins will ask, like Nicodemus did in John 3, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, let your Holy Spirit do his holy work in your holy people of your holy church for your holy kingdom. It is in the name above all names, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.